Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry. This is episode 116. I am very happy to welcome back into the show Haley from Wilderness Trail, as well as the master distiller over there, Shane Baker. Such a really fun interview and conversation that I get to have uh, with the both of them. That's going to be coming up uh, just a little bit later. I, I am kind of on my own this week uh, in terms of co-hosts and everything, so there's not going to be any news. Uh, but or, Excuse me, there's not going to be uh, any reviews, rather, uh, but I will still have uh, some news up top. Still going to do what you've been drinking recently, uh, and then I will, of course, finish it out with tips and bits at the end. So, uh, we'll jump straight into it. So, I guess that I will start with uh, not really flying blind, because, you know, nobody's here to blind me, but um, I'm just uh, hanging out here, uh, recording in the studio, sipping on a little bit of Kentucky Spirit uh, from Wild Turkey. This is actually a pick that I was fortunate enough to be a part of, uh, along with the folks over at OBC and BHG, which is the Bluegrass Hospitality Group. Uh, that is the company that runs and owns places like Malone's and OBC and Drake's and Harry's. And they're, they're just a fantastic group of people. You guys have heard, of course, Iverson on the show before, uh, a great friend. Uh, and he is uh, a big part uh, of their kind of day-to-day operations at OBC. Um, and of course, I always recommend if you are in town, you need to go and check them out. So this is a really, really good pick. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I was on it. I'm saying it because uh, it legitimately is a fantastic bourbon. Uh, Things I've been drinking recently. Let's see. Uh, I have been fortunate enough to receive a couple of bottles uh, from our friends up at the Speakeasy Wisconsin, uh, specifically Troy and Jeff. I want to say thank you guys so much for sending me uh, this, uh, this bottle of 1792 Foolproof which is absolutely fantastic, uh, and then a Knob Creek single barrel as well, uh, both of which I, I've not had anything bad come out of uh, the, the speakeasy up there uh, or any of the stores that you guys have done your picks through. So thank you all so much for allowing me to not just try those, but also have a bottle of them. Very, very cool. Uh, I recently broke back out my favorite bookers as well off your rocker. Uh, which Travis Gintz or uh, Whiskey Warriors or Cletus, if you know him, I also broke out recently and was talking about just how fantastic it is. And I got to say, man, it is a great, great bourbon. I absolutely love it to death. Um, And I have a hard time, you know, steering away from it because it is so good. Uh, So I have to kind of keep it tucked away. And every now and then uh, I'll come back to it. Just because, you know, hey, you got to treat yourself every now and then. So that's kind of what I've been drinking recently. Uh, We're going to jump into some quick hot news uh, real quick. The first of which, uh, if you listen to this week's Patreon bonus episode, well, this month's Patreon bonus episode, uh, I talk a little bit about it, uh, but I got to attend the announcement event for the Fresh Bourbon Distilling Company, which is going to be uh, launching here in Lexington, Kentucky later on. Uh, in the year. Uh, They're going to be building, excuse me, their own distillery. They are currently sourcing their product from Hartfield and Company, uh, but here very soon they're going to be uh, creating their own distillate. 
Uh, very cool. If I believe everything, um, and I try to, uh, especially what I read, um, this is one of the first African-American-run distilleries in Kentucky uh, since Prohibition, if not the first. And I, I think it might be the first, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. But uh, this is a, a really cool opportunity. They're going to be located in Lexington's Distillery District. Uh, so they're going to have their own building, of course. Very cool for them. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to see what's going to come out of uh, the Fresh Bourbon Distilling Company uh, here very soon. And just, uh, so this is something that I've uh, kind of included into here recently as well, uh, fortunately enough, because um, I know somebody who uh, works in uh, the, the Kentucky government, um, which is really, really cool. Uh, but there is legislation that is being passed to try to open up some parts of the Kentucky River to allow transportation via the water uh, between different distilleries. Uh, so this is something that hasn't been uh, uh, allowed in many, many years. The river has been closed off basically for navigation uh, in certain parts. So this would be a really cool experience for people to go through and check out uh, some, uh, some different distilleries in a very, very unique experience uh, so more on that when that comes, I know that that's, uh, kind of, that's, I, I believe it's gone to the floor. Um, so that's probably going to get passed here soon. Uh, more info on that as it comes about that kind of does it for this week's news. There's not a whole lot that's been going on recently, but you know, that's what happens in the early months of the, of the year. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it to our interview, uh, for this week uh, with Haley and Shane. This is a really, really fun conversation about what is going on with Wilderness Trail and all of the really incredible innovations that they have uh, kind of gone through and experienced and the experimentation that they have uh, worked through over the past few years. They've been open since 2012, so now, you know, about eight years. And uh, how, how all of that kind of led to them, uh, of course, being bumped up recently to the bourbon trail, which is so cool. And we applaud them. They're such good friends of the show. We're so happy to see this for them. Uh, but we do kind of get into the weeds. We get into the, a, a bit of the nitty gritty Haley and I do, uh, in terms of, you know, what's all this about? Why is this a, a, a thing that you felt was necessary? Uh, so I, I'm excited for you, for you guys to hear that. Uh, also when Shane comes on a little bit later in the episode, uh, there is a bit of a scoop, a little bit of an exclusive that comes out uh, that I don't think he intentionally dropped, uh, but I was not told not to include it. So uh, you will hear that. We actually talk about it a little bit. Uh, it's a really, really interesting take uh, on how they are approaching their market uh, with their whiskey. So... Go ahead and enjoy this. I'll be back at the end to wrap it up with tips and bits and see you guys soon. So this is fun. I'm excited to be here at uh, Wilderness Trail Distillery for the first time ever with the podcast. And of course, there was no way that I could come here and not have good friend of the show, Haley, on. There's no so, way. Hi, Haley. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Welcome to Wilderness Trail. Welcome I'm so back. Happy. So this is actually the second time I've ever been here. Okay. Um, I was here... Probably about two years ago, um, I was doing a private tour 
for mm-hmm. one of our clients. And, um, you know, I actually was able to go and like do the tour with them too and check out the facilities and everything. And yeah. that was kind of, um, you know, I'd had, I think that was around the same time that the four year old weeded bourbon had come out. Yes. And so like, I kind of knew about it, but I didn't know a lot about it. Right. And, um, I'm hoping we're kind of hoping that Shane's going to wind up coming, sitting down with us. Shane Baker, one of the founders and master distillers. Yes. Um, so we'll see if that happens or not. Um, but I don't know if I've ever actually asked you what your specific role in the distillery is. So what what is that? Well, depends on the day. <laughs> and it you wear de- many hats. I, oh yes, we. It's funny <laughs> um, because you know we're we're. It's funny how much like we're growing, we're expanding, we're doing all these crazy things. Um, and people are like, I'm not really sure how many people are on your marketing team. And I say three. <laughs> so That's not many for no. the, the distillery that just got bumped up to the bourbon trail. No, so. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are making these leaps and bounds. And yeah. there's a tripod of us that, <laughs> that really hold the grounds for a lot of that. Um, but um, I do a lot of everything. Some people call me, you know, a bourbon badass. Some people call me... <laughs> Uh, a cherub um, <laughs> depends on what depends on what you prefer. But no, my official title is um, is with a bourbon or was a brand distribution marketing. Right. So, what that means? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> I'll let you decide. But Who's I mean, I've li- I've seen you know on social media you've done tours before too, mm-hmm. and like helping people come and like understand how the distillery kind of operates and yeah and everything that's how I got my start okay was tours cool that's kind of for us that was kind of or for me specifically that was my training camp yeah um before they let me out into the world <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote quote unquote out into the world they um they that was my requirement was I had to do um a few months of, of tours and one of the reasons why is because that is that is you know we don't have a script but that is your script right sure, that yeah. is the experience the, the whole thing is being able to talk all of it the whole way through so um, so that was kind of also I live in Lexington and I wonder if they were like if she can commit to making that drive every morning every day she's in <laughs> I think that's secretly what it was. It wasn't about branding. It was just to see if I'd actually really be willing to make the drive right. back and forth. <laughs> sure enough, here you are. Here I am. But you didn't have, how much like bourbon knowledge did you have before you came here? About as much as any red-blooded Kentuckian <laughs> has. Uh, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, it's printed on your birth certificate, how to make bourbon and then the rest of it's just, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I knew about as much as that. I knew what the criteria for bourbon was. I, you know, I, um, I knew don't, you know, don't mix nice bourbon with Coke. <laughs> I used to get, uh, you know, my, my dad always had kind of said, you know, all right, if you're going to learn how to do this. You're going to do it right. You're going to do it right. <laughs> exactly. You're going to do it right. If you're going to water it down, you're using an ice cube. <laughs> and that's it. Don't mix any of it. If don't you screw wanna, this up. Don't screw this up. <laughs> you are my daughter, damn it. <laughs> strong father. Strong very fathers. strong. Very strong. It was... Uh, no, he would never really talk to me like that, but he would, he, he would be stern with me, but he would also, but yes, he definitely would seriously, I couldn't mix with, you know, he'd be like, if you're going to mix, here's, here's the Jack. You I, know. I had to figure out the, 
I would say the the proper way to drink bourbon kind of on my own. Sure. Okay. My, my dad, um, for a long, long time, mm-hmm. drank makers on the rocks with a splash of water. Okay. So not only was it getting watered water. down with the water, but then as it, the ice melted, then it was super watered down. He just, why just, just wait like a minute and then it'll, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Pierce, dad, dad. Dad, I love you. I know you listen to the show, but. <laughs> I don't know I why can't. you're doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I do feel like I kind of know your dad just from watching some of the, like the live streams you guys oh, do yeah. sometimes, which oh, are yeah. hilarious. So. My, my dad's a character. He's so funny. I love him to death. But anyway, enough about our parents. So, so <laughs> da- dads, right? Dads are great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but the the point in asking, like, how much knowledge did you have coming in here was because, like, it seems like everybody here kind of figured things out as they went. Yes. Right. Aside from, you know, Shane and Pat, who came in with this huge vision and, you know, what was it, like 20 years of experience or whatever yes. in, in fermentation. Right. So how have they kind of been guiding lights for you oh gosh in, in developing whatever your multiple roles are with in, the, the company. in so many ways well it, it is funny you do you say that because it, we do all of us are continuously figuring figuring it out as we go yeah. by the seat of the cuff kind of deal and I mean it's funny because you know Shane and, and Pat are absolute experts in what they do um but even kind of their start and the way they learned was by learning what not to do. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely. know? And so, and so, I mean, you know, you, you talk about the huge fermentation experts, but as far as like, you know, learning from the back end, you know, okay, well, if you set up a still like this, you know, you're sure to get this problem over and over and over again. It's sure. a mental note there or, right. you know, so, so it is a lot. Um, but all of, I learn something new from both of them anytime I hear them talk, honestly. Sure. About bourbon, about the business, about any of it. Um, and so I, I, the, one of the things that I have always done is n- I try my best to never miss a chance to hear them speak, ever. So if they're doing, if I can, if they're doing like a, a guided tour, if they're doing a presentation, anything like that, if I can make it, I'm going to try to try to make it. It's um, really cool. It, you, you seriously do. And I, I mean, even the, I have a minor in biology. I was going to be a dentist at one point. I don't think I knew that. That's a whole thing. Sure. You know? <laughs> That's a different day. Um, Won't we'll get into that yet. But <laughs> dads, am I right? <laughs> ah, there we go. There we are. <laughs> Bring it back no, around. Yeah. It, uh, but, but seriously, um, the, it was so I had a background in biology, and so you know when it comes to the fermentation side of things, I can scratch the surface as far as sure. the understanding process of it. But they would be going around the facility, showing me around, teaching me different things, and teaching me part of the tours. And I'd be behind them googling exactly what enzymes they're talking about because cool. I'd never heard these words before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. um, that that's something that I want to hopefully like if Shane does come around because like I'm so interested in all of the enzymes and the, the yeast strains and, and everything that go mm-hmm. into it because it's not like, um, I mean, even even Jim Beam, I yeah. mean, they just use one yeast strain. It's been the same yeast strain since right. before World War II. Right. But, like, you guys are doing so many different little experimental things and, like, just going to town on the the science side of it. Right. Which is so different. 
you know, because it's, so many people are like, it's to taste, right? Right. But here it's like, yeah, it's to taste, but with science. But with science, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, I, I always, you know, I always tell people, you know, we're, we're, we are not the type of like technological crazy you know, we're not trying to re reinvent any kind of bourbon wheel. Absolutely. Like we do yeah. everything, you know, we're, we're not trying to do any kind of the, the microaging of barrels or the, the temperature experiments or Thank anything God. like that, mm-hmm. which cool, you know, that's an experiment all in and of, of, of its own. But, you know, everything we do is to a traditional standard. Yeah. We just do everything is so calculated. Everything, yeah, for sure. Everything. I mean, down to like different angles of pipes, how things, you know, just to make for the most efficient run that we can. And sure. that is even with, yeah, the way your si- your yeast behaves. Because every, you know, there's, there's, you know, depending on what kind of alcohol you want out of it, you know, you're looking for, you know, big ethanol alcohols, stuff you can pump your car full of or, you know, whatever, <laughs> um, which none of us here are, I hope. Please, please no. Don't drink gasoline. <laughs> please don't do that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and uh, there's plenty of bourbon. There's plenty of bourbon. Choose well, people. <laughs> and it can go pretty high in proof. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Good point. So, so, but yeast has. I mean, we're you know, as far as like the firm solution side of things, you know, we we deal with, you know, wineries now, brewers yeast, and that's a whole different. Catalog of yeast in and of itself. Right. So just like all those different ways that yeast can behave is yeah so tricky. Let's talk to about um well we'll I'll come back to the the you guys moving up to the bourbon trail boop, boop. stuff here soon too. Um, but I want to talk about the the products that you guys have okay on the market and the fact that um, you're supposed to be slated for a new one to come out later this year too, doop, doop, doop. Uh, which I'm really excited for. But um, you started with a weeded bourbon, yes. Which you don't see a whole lot of distilleries doing. No. Especially considering that weeded bourbon doesn't always taste as old. The younger it is. Right. But you know, high rye mash bills do, or rye whiskeys do. So what? And you know, maybe it's better answered by Shane. But what was the thought process in a wheat bourbon being the first bourbon to come out from Wilderness Trail? Um. And, and Shane will definitely be able to answer this a little bit better, but I, th- I think with the wheat, it was it was a different product um, that we knew kind of flavor profile that we could, that would gear towards what sure. we want and kind of who we are as a brand, you know, um, which is a funny thing to think about. You know, you did have different different grain. We have different grain mash bills and everything like that, but you know. Every every different brand has kind of a general flavor profile that they yeah, shoot for. For sure. Um, and so I think that the wheat wheat was definitely a flavor profile that we wanted. It was it was different for for the time and in the market. Um, like you said, you don't see very many, especially right off the bat. Well, and to add to that too, a weeded bottled and bond bourbon. Right. That is like ticking off all the different boxes that people are like, oh my gosh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get what it, is get this? in on the ground floor here. Sweet yeah. mash, exactly. non chill filtered, <laughs> all the wow words you could ever want with a bourbon. Buzzwords, buzzwords, buzzwords. Buzz, yeah. <laughs> um, and I and and I definitely the the bottled and bond too. Just we I think all, all we really wanted to 
kind of do as you said that we wanted to set ourselves apart from the rest of the market especially you know we're we're we hit right in the middle of a bourbon boom you know we landed um released a, a new product around the same within the same number of years as like a lot of other brand new yeah, absolutely. names to market so kind of kind of the mentality of how do you stand out from that how do you make a product that you're super pumped about um at, you know where we are those number one thing we don't do is source obviously yeah you know which is another big you know and and no shade no shame to any any distillery that does that but that it was just another huge common thing that you saw was oh okay this is sourced from su- such and such place they're blending these barrels da, 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 da. so how do you make a name for yourself in in a middle of a just a huge sea of bourbon at that time yeah. you know and at this time it's still it's still happening right oh for sure um yeah. and so yeah i think the the weeded and especially kind of one of the things that you know we c- we don't hear a lot about but we pride ourselves on is it is the only mash bill of its kind since prohibition um and so having that you know, just that unique quality to it was, was pretty important for us. So definitely the wheat just being different. Um, you know, you don't see sweet mash and then the bottle and bond just kind of really solidifying the credibility. The credibility. Yeah. Yes. This is yeah. wilderness trail. 100%. We made this enjoy, yeah. you know? So I think that was the, the thing. And it's funny because initially we made wheat the most, of all the other products we had, we had most mm-hmm. wheat, because um, we just kind of assumed it was going to be our golden pony boy of the <laughs> of the market, right? It was our golden child. You're not supposed to pick favorites, but this was going to be ours, right. I think. And um, and I think once once we released our rise, you know, that kind of got so much light and credibility, and people were so wowed by it that we were like, all right, we might need to shift gears here we're not <laughs> sure um we're also waiting to see you know wheats like you said they take a little bit mm-hmm. longer to to mature and get those nice sweeter flavor profiles coming yeah. through um so once we once we reach that six-year mark we're really hoping to start seeing a little bit of change as far as the flavor goes sorry i was getting tangled up in all the wires for a second i was trying not to call you all like, about it <laughs> jeez Perry got tangled uh, sitting still. Be professional, Perry. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, let's talk about the, the six-year-old, too. Okay. Um, because, you know, if you, you look at the, as everybody does, the Breaking Bourbon release calendar. Yeah. Uh, it says it's coming out in March. Yes. <laughs> I'm not asking you to did confirm you, nor deny when, if that's happening. Did you like that face? <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. But, yeah. Um, I mean, that does kind of line up with when you guys put out your first bourbon and, you know, it makes sense that, you know, everything's going to like coming and going in seasons and everything. But like, we always speculated on the show that you would stick with what works. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, yes, it would be nice to see like older products come out, but why not, you know, be tried and true to a great four-year product? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, what are we going to see change with the six-year so, what can what can you tell me about the six year? I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> so we will have a, a release probably around the same. You know, we'll we'll have a big release around the same time that we'll have we have in the past. Yeah. Um, that date is not actually confirmed, but I think it's in like 
later March or early April or something like that. I can beep out whatever you need me to. It's when ah, and then we'll ah. Um, (laughs) That's when everybody's shaking their fists at the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I really do think it'll. I think we're gonna do it actually in April. Um, And so yeah, and I mean it will be a Kentucky only release. So, um, I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. I mean, not that I knew basically anything about this. I'm just constantly going, what's the six year going to be like? What's going to go, what's going to go on there? <laughs> what's I think, happening with so it? that's, that's the big game plan for the, is going to just have a release. Um, and, um, with the other way, this way, is yeah. that better? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, and w- one of the goals we've always had and it, you know, don't hold me to this, but we'll always try at least to have is, is that once we reach a six year mark, that'll be our basement going forward. Mm. So that's kind of always been the goal. We might change our minds. You know, we might, we might, I mean, we've really, really enjoyed what we've, what we've come up with. We, I didn't make it. I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just drink it. It's just part of it. I just part of it. (laughs) I just dream of how to sell it. Um, and, but, um, you know, what we've done, you know, we've been so pleased with what's happened with the four year that who knows, we might, we might stick to that, but it's always kind of been a goal to at least reach six. And then once we go from six, we go from there. I mean, nobody's holding you to keep it at four years. I don't or know. To, or to I feel the pressure. Six years. Do you really? <laughs> no. I was well, yeah, say, actually, who's... yes, I do. <laughs> I, uh, I think, especially with the wheat, I, I think a lot of people really want to see what happens. Um, as it ages and see, see kind of what, I think people are as equally as curious as we are <laughs> to see what sure. happens as it ages, Yeah, you know? Um, and I mean like that makes sense, but at the same time, you know, if it's just not up to code, then it's not, <laughs> do what work, do what works for you. Then we'll just kick it back to four years. Blend, and it, then blend we'll, that six year with something. Who's r- to say? <laughs> who knows? Well, maybe we'll do a special release then. That's the beautiful thing about bourbon is sometimes you can just, uh, mess something up and make a happy accident yeah, and then right. it ends up being a, a special release. And you guys have done special releases in the past mm-hmm. as well. Um, most notably, I would say, uh, this, uh, this cancer fundraiser. What about that? Bottle that, uh, I, I commend you guys <laughs> for doing what you did, but I saw, I was like, Oh my gosh, I would love to be a part of this. But then I saw that it was $2,500 a bottle and I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> Now, kudos to anybody who is able to do that because that is really fantastic. That is right. a huge, awesome donation that somebody uh, is putting forth and then they're getting a really great product out of it yeah. too. But um, why not? I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the, the nice questions here, I guess. Why? Just why? Just why? Why do you feel <laughs> compelled to help people? No. Um, why outsource? Why go and pick a barrel from, from somewhere else? Um, to, you know, raise money for cancer. What was the, that thought process kind of like? So this actually stemmed from the barrel itself was a charity auction barrel. Okay. So this is kind of where uh, we're taking a note from your dad here. We're <laughs> go- <laughs> dad, did you hear that? You got a big hand in the way Wilderness Trail makes their decisions. We're doubling down <laughs> efforts. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that so much. It makes me so happy. <laughs> so 
Just like your your dad does does on the rocks and with a splash of water, we started off, this barrel itself started off as a charity barrel. It started off as it from a charity auction um, right. that we ended up um, somehow winning that auction for. Uh, I say winning, obviously, when it was an exchange <laughs> of currency. Um, so we ended up, we ended up uh, buying that barrel from a charity auction, also for cancer also to benefit mm-hmm. uh different cancer societies and i will say initially we didn't fully have a plan for what we were going to do with it um we'd been working with bourbon charity uh we yeah. just we uh, one we've had that barrel for over a year right wow yeah so we let it we bought it as a 15 year old aged it over here for a year so to make it a 16 yeah um and so in that pro in that time period, we'd started working with bourbon charity anyway. Mm-hmm. So prior to having this barrel, we didn't really have that kind of tie and that relationship. And so, you know, we were like, okay, we're going to do something cool with this. We just don't know what yet. Yeah. And, um, like we even had like the like the day after we bought it, we had a big meeting about it and just like, okay, we're, you know, we're going to figure this out. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be, you know we just feel really, really good about this. And, um, so we, you know, got our ties with bourbon charity. And of course we did the, can can I, the F cancer. I don't know if you're the explicit. We'd try not to. Okay. (laughs) Look, I've had Fred Minnick on multiple times. Sure. So So you're, yeah. So we had, we had the F cancer. I'll keep it in a minute for now. The F cancer (laughs) bottles that we did with them with, with our rye, right. Mm -hmm. With our, just our regular rye whiskey. Right. Um, and that went over beautifully. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. It was yeah. so awesome. I want to. I hope we continue to do cool things like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And basically, we when that's kind of later on that year is when we were like, oh gosh, this is what we're gonna do. Like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make this happen. Um, on a very sad and personal note, we had a employee pass um, recently and oh, she was fighting the fight. Mm. And I think really and truly that was, um, what really fueled sure. the efforts yeah, there. Um, absolutely. you know, Shane and Melissa and Pat and the whole wilderness family really put a lot of, um, emotion and time and effort into, doing whatever we could for, for this person. And, uh, I think, I think ultimately that's what really caused the, you know, made, made the decision for us. Sure. Yeah. It was one of those where we were all just like, all right, you know what? You're right. F cancer. We're going (laughs) to F it in a big way, in a big, big way. So I love that. Ultimately, I think that's, that's kind of what really riled us, riled us up for it. And I know the sticker shock is, is there it is what it is for sure but people are going to buy it and, and they're they going have. to make that donation yeah and you know that it, it's just not something that of course everybody can do but mm-hmm. those who can do that and feel compelled to do that yeah that is so awesome and so cool and the fact that it is um you know being put on by somebody who is or a distillery that is now at the at the core of the bourbon industry yeah and and still of course y'all are making a name for yourselves because you know still being fairly new of course but like my goodness what a big awesome 
thing to see right come out of out of you all so it's been it's been cool to watch yeah. and it's been cool to see it received i mean people are like whoa i love it but I, or like pe- most people say i wish i could and and you know i wish i yeah. could donate i wish i could do these yeah. things and um and even that alone is just like enough for us to say okay that was you know that's really good yeah. and um we and we have we've had people buy buy bottles buy you know and buy the whole thing and just I mean they're either that mad about it (laughs) which I don't blame them or they're just that adamant about wilderness trail that they have to have you know which is which either way that's really cool I support you yes yes that is yeah it is wild I want to talk about to where we're actually sitting okay so we're sitting in this this conference room Yes. Um, where you, as as I came in, you said this is where you do the barrel picks. Yes. As well, or the single. Clarify that. Was it the single barrels like for the the distillery or single barrel picks? The barrel for, picks. Okay. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what are these sample bottles that are sitting around me? Are they the individual picks that have come from from different places? They are um, picks that are cut from different barrels from us. Um, and there are different samples, different kind of honey, you know, those honey samples. Yeah, right. right. And um, Macaulay, he is our barrel pick guru. Okay. We're very <laughs> fancy with our names here. Um, and so he go, you know, he does what any other, you know, bit pick taster will do is he'll go around. And so, yeah, you know, if he thinks that there's some, you know, samples that are worth keeping around that, that might blend with, you know, or might be on a certain flavor profile or right whatever so yeah we are amongst um potential single barrel picks right now so cool right so awesome in a room full of them in fact uh all these are the some of the picks that we've had in the oh, past yeah. i know i'm making for a great podcast by no pointing no, no to it's things. fine i'll just tell people that there's a lot of bottles there's up there. a lot of bottles and they got a lot of stickers and a lot of colorful uh Side labels. It's fun. One has our distillery cat on it. It's great. Oh, really? It's a good time, yeah. That's awesome. I think I met the cat the first time I was here. That's Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Oh, of course that's Cooper. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> right? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cooper has his own uh, fan group, <laughs> and it is it is truly fantastic. There are, like, there are some people that, because uh, I run our social media too, so there's some, yeah, there, right. there'll be some people that probably never like or comment anything I do unless it has to do with Cooper and then suddenly they care and I love it so much just because awesome. Cooper Cooper's a great guy Cooper says be careful on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday that's right <laughs> Cooper says happy Father's Day Perry's dead happy Father's Sorry. Day happy Father's Day no but was the was the single barrel program something that had always kind of been envisioned or did it just kind of come along um, as the product was coming out it definitely had always been envisioned. I don't think we we just hadn't actually had planned to start it so early, in in our in our infancy. You know, yeah. I mean, we've we've only had bourbon out period for the last two years, mm-hmm. which is you know not very long when it <laughs> comes to the grand scheme of bourbon. Yeah, and um, and so I think that uh, yeah, I don't think we'd really planned on on starting it as early on as we have um and we we kind of tried to hold it off for as long as we could to be honest uh and we just you just you couldn't couldn't hold back anymore the, the request the demand for it was 
uh, overwhelming <laughs> to say the That's least. Cool. And, uh, it was really cool, but it it's was also really, really just cool. kind of like, all right, I guess we're going <laughs> to figure this out too. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. So, you know, right now we're in this conference room. We're hoping to be able to actually like build a nice space so that it is a separate, you know, space. Yeah. And, um, they kind of have like a full blown experience the next time, you know, if ever. If ever, hopefully they come back. Um, if ever, if ever you decide to come back, you started um, at like a hundred and got down to about thirteen. I know, there and I don't understand why I did that. Energy. That was good. That was really good to see it's there. Just got some humility. It's funny because it's true. Like it's it's funny because we've we've grown so much and done so many things, and yet. I still am just, I feel like we're such, you know, we're so young in the process that it is, uh, it's uh, overwhelming sometimes or just kind of shocking to, yeah, of course. to see and of just course. being like, I hope people show up today, you know? <laughs> uh, they'll come. Yeah, they, they definitely, come. they're all, it's just the, the numbers of visitors and picks and just demands growing and growing how, what, how many visitors do you normally see on a regular basis week to week mm. or day to day it's changing quite a bit i don't well today is a slow day you, it's you, a gloomy rainy tuesday yeah tuesday it's a tuesday i lose track of days very easily apparently <laughs> <laughs> i knew i was supposed to be here right today you got it but i didn't know yeah once Wait. i got here i was like <laughs> anyway no so, um, I would say we still are not that highly visited right now. Um, I think we clocked in, I would say we, we, with, and this is, uh, the button number I heard was, um, around 50 K, but that is with all of the major events we have. That is with all of the different you know, special groups, special events, all those things kind of all together. So I would, I would probably, I would probably say a third of that number is actually, you know, regular visitor center tour visits instead. Um, hopefully we're going to be seeing that number change quite a bit here sure. soon. That's still a lot of people though. It is. I mean, it, again, you just said you guys have only had Berman out for two years. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not distributed nationwide. Right. So, I mean, there's plenty of time for the growth to continue. And I think that for you guys, this is a nice segue. This happened very naturally. We need it to happen as slow as possible, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I appreciate everyone who wants to come out, but we're at a like growing pains point right now. <laughs> but it's, but that being said, also it's, I mean, it's great if you come right now because most of your tours are private because yeah, <laughs> right. it's about one of you per hour. <laughs> so. But the, the big thing, one of the reasons that I, I wanted to come down and do this episode, of course, is because your tourism is going to change here very soon because you are now part of the the bourbon trail. You moved up from the uh, the craft bourbon trail yes. as of like two or three weeks ago. Yep. So first off, congratulations. Thank it's you. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally know how long this has been in the works because I heard rumblings of it middle of last year. Yes. Um, yes. So why did it take six-ish months for that to kind of happen? Um, few reasons. One, well, really the timing of it, a lot of it has to do with 
the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and kind of their fiscal year and their their planning and things like that. Um, because with us being added to the Bourbon Trail, that's all new passports, all new marketing, yeah. all new, you know, it, our, know. our name everywhere. <laughs> I, I know full well how, yeah. how all that goes. So, we can talk about that off air, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes time. Yeah. Um, and so that, that took some time. Also, they were going through a bit of a rebrand with their passports and stuff like that. Um, and so... You hopefully, you know, people who check out the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, go to their website, check out some of their new branding, some of their new stuff that they've got going on anyway. And then I know. Sorry. I it's just a noticed, barrel. <laughs> I just noticed the table that was sitting in front of us had a half a barrel underneath it. Anyway, I'm sorry to derail. It's it all, just, it's I saw it and I was like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. It's pretty awesome. Uh, we just have one laying around. <laughs> Maybe a couple. Oh, this whole thing. <laughs> Just pulled this one out for Just you. pulled this out of the warehouse. It's fresh. Sliced her up this morning. This is why you were the longest chat that I had at Bourbon and Beyond and Bourbon on the Banks is because we just... We can just go. We just go forever. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. sorry, I interrupted you. So, well, so, so basically just having those marketing materials, their rebrand, and then for us to kind of tying our year up and and being able to prepare to make those moves ourselves too you know for us that also means you know we're staffing and we're working on some big projects and some big changes ourselves as far as our our layout and we're adding and growing physically here so that that also took some time as well so kind of reaching those points finally and additionally I don't know if people realize, you know, but you actually have to have like a certain number of like, you know, distribution and product Mm -hmm. and you have to have all these rungs that, you know, yes, you, you pay to play to be there, yeah, of course. but also you have to reach these certain number milestones to actually even be considered a part of the team, you know? And you guys at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you doubled about what you were, your distribution was in 2019 yes am i right okay yes we we doubled a lot of things so we (laughs) well we grew a lot so we uh you know we we grew from making max 12 barrels a day Mm -hmm. um you know that was that was the best we could do on a good day and that was only on a good day yeah interesting you know 12 barrels, that was, I mean, you know, and that's considering if we're not making product for a client or any other, you know, distilleries, if we weren't, um, if we didn't have any firm problems, any things, you know, whatever. So about 12 barrels, um, and only within the last, um, year, year and a half, almost two years now. No. Yeah. Um, no, within the last year we really started to up. So we grew our, um, our total barrels to total barrels max was 230 barrels a day now. Jeez. Yeah. That's a massive uptick. It's Holy crap. I was not ready for that. Huge. To, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like 20. It's yeah. going to be like oh. maybe 50, 230. 230. Now that's still not all of our barrels. So, you know, we but that's do... still like a, what is it? Like a two, we like 2000% increase in yeah. production. Yeah. That is insane. It is a lot. It is a lot. And oh so, you know, with that comes the growth of Rick Houses, comes the growth of 
staffing, operations, yeah. um, all you, that I, fun stuff. I mean, I rolled up and I saw that you guys were building a new Rick house right now too. So yeah. I mean, that's exciting to see that things are, you know, you, you are responding in a, <laughs> the only way I guess you can. I was going to say an appropriate manner, but that's... That's all we got. That's all it is. That's, uh, that's, we can't do anything that's less. That's pretty much our only option. <laughs> Especially with bottle and bond. We got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's no kidding. it. No kidding. How many barrels do you all have aging at the moment? Ooh. Um, that might, I mean... I don't fully know because I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly which ones are ours. I mean, mm. like, numbers-wise. Right. Um, so, I mean, I can tell you we've got, you know... If we want to do some quick math, which I'm not going to, so you can. I'm terrible um, at math. Okay. I got <laughs> I an, like, art, I got an arts degree, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, yeah. in sale, I'm in marketing, but like not the numbers side. No, no graphic design didn't <laughs> yeah. teach you too much, too much numbers. So that's why I went with science and biology. <laughs> I can tell you what's wrong with your body, but that's about it. Unsolicited? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> if it's that bad, that's then... <laughs> more for your benefit at that point <laughs> i promise sorry. you <laughs> sorry continue continue so please. um so but i you know we've got our smallest rick house is 2500 barrels okay 2500 barrels and that's you know that's that's where most of our stuff that you're trying has come from right. for a lot you know like we are just now tapping into our second rick house you know so dang yeah, um, and so with that, we're, you know, our, the second house we built was around, um, you know, 22,000. Okay. No. Huh? Was it? Yes, 22,000. <laughs> 11,000, 22,000, and then we have 50,000. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Ken. 50,000. Huge growth there. Lots. Too. So. Yes. <laughs> Lots. Uh, and, um, then we're, we're just adding on going from there. Sure. So, um, so no total number of barrels that are ours. Not totally sure to be honest. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I just I, didn't know if it was locked in your brain somewhere. No, You're like, I'll I'm just not, pull that out for him. <laughs> if it's numbers, I just blank out. <laughs> it's all good. This it's is a weird blackout that happens. So I, I still want to talk a little bit about, um, the move to the bourbon trail. Yes. Because there, it's it's funny that you brought up. Yeah, you do pay to play. Yes. You know, I mean, that's we we've talked about it on the show before. That I mean, it is a significant chunk of change. It is no small to to join the trail. Um. So I guess my question is, why now? Like why why twenty twenty? Why not wait? you know, maybe four years into having your product on the market. Sure. Or, or five years. Um, go ahead. Uh, well, no, like answer and then I'll do a follow up. Okay. Cause I, like I, as I was thinking through that, I was like, maybe we'll just go ahead and answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, just speak. Just, just go. Sorry. Um, I would say I, I, and I, oh, I don't really have a great answer for it except that, um, it kind of just all the, timing kind of came at a, at a really good point. Um, you know, they kind of approached us about it, especially with, you know, they're, like I said, they're doing a rebrand, um, yeah. you know, and they were going to probably be printing new, new, um, passports, new stuff mm -hmm. anyway. So, um, they've, 
we've kind of had our eye on them. They've kind of had our eye on us, you know. Yeah. We've been looking across the room at each other for a little bit, you know, kind of winking. We get it. We winking. Get it. And, yeah. um, and it just kind of came at a good time. We, we, you know, we reached those numbers. We were able to do it. And it just seemed like a, like a good point now. Um, it, you know, we were on the craft trail prior to this. Um, and I think we're maybe the only distillery, I, I could be wrong on this, but we may be the only one that's moved from the craft trail to the main trail. Um, that's, that's a bold statement that I'm not hundred percent about, so I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> so I should take it back. I mean, um, unless like, unless Ozzy Tyler was on the, the craft trail. They might be. Uh, I, well, they're on the, the main trail. Yeah. No, but, but I don't might. know if they jumped up. I don't know either. See, making bold statements. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. We'll find out. Um, where's Where's Jamie? Fact check that. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Anyway. Uh, not a big Joe Rogan fan. Honestly, I'm not either. Not a big Joe. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like he's got he's got enough listeners. He's fine. You he's know? fine without us. Yeah. We'll I, stay in our 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 bourbon. We'll stay world. in the the Kentucky yeah, podcast world. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but just making that jump and it just kind of, it just kind of worked out to where, you know, we're, we're also, we've also expanded our distribution quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, within the last six months as well. Oh yeah. yeah. And, um, I think being on the bourbon trail, it, it, like you said, it's no, it's no small chunk Mm -mm. of change, but it, it allows us to be, I think it allows us to more quickly be on more of a national scale as far as for a marketing standpoint goes and getting our name out there. Yeah. Um, because it is, you know, I mean, it is a, it is a beast. The Kentucky bourbon trail is a beast, you know, like there, it is a destination. It's a whole reason to come visit and it's, um, it's a good way to get your name out there. Of course, there are plenty of distilleries that don't do it that, do just fine without it, you know? And I mean, we can name some big ones right off the top. We don't have to, to. you know, but, um, but I think it just kind of came at a good time for us to, you know, just go ahead and bite the bullet now and and get used to it now while we're all still growing, I guess. Um, it's kind of been the way we've operated since day one. (laughs) So why stop now? It's going to change today. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So So. in, in response to that too, this is kind of part two ish. How do you see, cause I mean, being big in the marketing side of it. Yeah. How do you see your role changing? Once the the move has officially been, well, I guess it has officially been made. Um, as well, as that kind of falls into place, I think I I have had a lot of meetings about how my role is changing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think gen- in general, though, all of our roles are expanding quite a bit. Um, we all wear a lot of hats, and I think just those the just the scale of what we're working on is just going to grow. Um, you know, with, with the social media aspect of it, that's just going to continue to grow. Probably be something that I'll have to just, you know, keep monitoring, keep coming up with. Um, I hope it grows, you know, that's the whole point. And then, you know, really my, more of my day to day is actually like traveling and education and things like that. Myself and Jared, we are going to be, 
the the people out there. We're gonna be hitting the streets. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You look out now. Preaching the gospel. Look out now. Pound well, and pavement. Preaching the good word of bourbon. Well, we we have been um, proponents of what you all have done basically since day one. Oh yeah. And like we. I'm going to like be super honest with you. All right. We had a whole conversation on the show a couple of weeks ago. Don't hurt my feelings. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do that. But the, the whole conversation revolved around, do they need it? Right. Is it necessary? And in, in turn, the conversation winds up being, is the bourbon trail necessary? Sure. Right. Right. And it's so funny because the industry is changing so much and and the boom has changed the way that distilleries approach their their marketing right and everything and i think that you know hearing f- actually from you mm-hmm. say that it will help you bring more people in i think it's totally worth it yeah. it totally makes sense i don't know if you know n- need and could benefit from are two different things. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I think that you guys have such a, a great product that, you know, it speaks for itself and it's going to, you know, drive people here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were still a part of the craft bourbon trail. Yeah. That's not anything to to turn your nose up at. No, I absolutely mean, there are fantastic not. fantastic distilleries oh, that are on the, yeah. the craft bourbon trail. Some of my favorites. Yeah. Honestly. No, mine, mine too. Yeah. But like, there, there is that notoriety that comes, that comes from with it. Up. And yeah. I, I think it's kind of a chicken versus the egg mm-hmm. idea too with the Bourbon Trail, where had it not, I mean, Bourbon has had its has is booming. It has its boom now, you know. Um, and I think in the day that we're in now, if, if they were like, let's make a bourbon trail, people would be like, Oh, we don't really need that now. Bourbon's <laughs> everywhere. You know, whereas, you know, years before when it was, in, when the bourbon trail was in its infancy, bourbon wasn't as huge of a destination thing either, you know? So I think prior to, you know, it was very beneficial to have a trail, to have some sort of synergy that says, all right, people come to Kentucky, come yeah. see this. And I do think too, we as Kentuckians see it as old hat a little bit. I think I don't, I mean, I don't want to say old hat. We're just, we're, it's, we're used to it. We're right? very used to it. We're very used yeah. to it. And not in a, I mean, I don't want to say old hats is a terrible term for it. Cause it's still exciting. It's still, but mm-hmm. we're, it is nothing new to us anymore. You know, it's, yeah. you know, and, um, and so it's not. It's kind of like watching the Patriots play the Super Bowl. Okay, they're in again. Like, we did something different this year. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> anyway, exactly. So, but I think anybody outside of Kentucky, it's still very cool. It's still very new. It's still very unheard of. You know. So I think that's the big, that's the big um, gain, especially. You know, is just having not only having that notoriety, but having that that more broad presence. Um, you know, name put out there having the the opportunity to work with um the this tour company that i do tours for yes um and seeing people coming in from all over the united states and going oh you know 
I didn't even realize that like wild turkey was good right? because it was stuff that, you know, we shot in, in college or, you know, what, you know, how does Woodford compare to, to everything else? And, you know, there is that interest there mm-hmm. is. And then all of a sudden there's that, that tangible thing, the, the, the passport where yes. you can kind of look back and go, Oh, I did something really cool. Right. And it, it's, you know, in, in some ways it can kind of feel like a, you know, those, uh, uh, like the crane, the crane machines, like it feels like, you know, you've put in all the, all the work, but <laughs> maybe like nothing's really come from it or, right. or anything. The, the gotcha, gotcha machines or, or whatever, like it can kind of feel like a big, uh, uh, shoot, I had the word and I lost it. <laughs> a big gimmick. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's so much honesty behind yes. it. There's so much, uh, like, just true to the bone, this is Kentucky, this is bourbon, um, about it. I, yes. And there's no reason not to include Wilderness Trail in that conversation, too, because, you know, like you said, you're staying true to the, the story of bourbon. You've got bottle and bond products out. I mean, right. that's a 150-year-old tradition in under. 130-year-old tradition. In, Who's in counting? Bur- Math. Bourbon right. people are. Yeah, bourbon people are definitely counting. <laughs> They're like, we yeah. know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the exact day. <laughs> they do, though. <laughs> Love you, bourbon people. No, but, I mean, like, it's, you know, it, it, it makes sense that this is uh, the next step for you guys mm-hmm. being, um, you know, just very true to form. So. That's it, yeah. That's how we try to be. Yeah. So we try to be, we're, we're both very nervous and excited about it. <laughs> it's a, it's a overwhelming theory where a fear, like, you know, feeling of, I don't know if my tummy hurts because I'm scared or, or if you're excited, if I'm excited or <laughs> what I had for lunch today. We call that anxiety. Out. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Is my leg bouncing? I don't think so. It's fine. So people can come to Danville. Yes. To come and visit you guys. Please. Um, Please. <laughs> Haley's desperate for you guys to come and check them out. No, it, it is a really beautiful campus. Um, I know I showed up on a on a rainy day, but it's still you know great to come over that hill and see the Rick houses laying out and, right. and everything. And um, it's really cool here. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean I'm totally biased, but it's also you know you come up you know through our through our facility and you look at the firms and out the windows are these big rolling hills and you know, the ponds and the farmland. And it is, it is one of those where it feels very quintessential Kentucky when you're here, you know? Um, and that's one of the things I like about this facility is that you feel very Kentucky when you're in here too. Like this is, this is what it looks like, you know, there's a farm right across the street from us. There's, um, the Hills, they got it, got it all, you know? So absolutely. It is nice. We're, we are, we're excited for people to come down and, check us out for sure um and we're offering new tours as part of our growth too like different different tiers of tours and probably going to be expanding our days and just trying to make it happen awesome yeah sounds good so we also wound up getting shane baker sitting down with us too hello hello shane how are you good you're uh Coming through right over there. There we are. Okay, got We're it. Now I right. flipped. I flipped the wrong switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first day. I need one yeah, of those. Right. Just Flip turn it switch, off. 
<laughs> episode yeah. 116 and I'm just now figuring out how to <laughs> get there one <laughs> yeah. man Shane welcome to the show yeah thank you great meeting you um so we Haley and I have spent a good chunk of time talking about uh, kind of the day-to-day functions around the the distillery the marketing side of it moving up to the the uh, the bourbon trail as well which congratulations thank you of course yes, we're Very excited good. yeah um, wanted to talk to you kind of about uh, your origin story, I guess. Okay. Um, what led you all to wanting to create a distillery, how the fermentation background helped you with that too. So I'll let you take it away. Absolutely. Well, um, uh, Haley's good in tune to this because it's all about music. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> our story began around a favorite. rock band. Uh, so a mutual friend of mine and Dr. Pat's. Uh, was our drummer, and uh, we weren't in a band at that time, but it was a mutual friend, and we were all trying to do something together, Yeah, and that's how we came together. Uh, he was actually still going to school to get his Ph.D., and mm-hmm. I was out in the, the corporate world uh, doing engineering stuff, and uh, so we were in a band uh, playing heavy metal rock, <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> we had a major following in Kansas, son. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> um, that we were we were we were pre-Slipknot, so um, we think we started that. Oh, okay. But uh, but nonetheless, we uh, it just it was a lot of fun. Our kids, you know, were growing up together, um, but it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, sure. for us, it was it was a hobby and so on. But through that, uh, Pat and I, uh, we just kept forging a, a remarkable you know, friendship through that. And we both were of sciences. I'm an engineer. He's a microbiologist. And uh, so it just seemed like towards the end, all of our conversations were around like, what are we doing next? You know, what what are we doing together? And uh, so we were naturally talking about, you know, whiskey and different things. And, but we were two broke uh, guys with a lot of band equipment and, uh, and raising families at that time, you know, just normal Joe. So our budgets were pretty bleak. And uh, so instead of looking at, which we did uh, at the start of distillery, which is a major capital investment, yeah. we didn't want to sell ourselves out. Uh, so we wanted to do it. You know, we're entrepreneurs at, at heart. So we were like, you know, we, we just, let's just think of something else and, you know, and come back to this. Right. And uh, so we decided to use our science uh, and this knowledge of what we're either doing in the basement or, or uh, you know, really for in the industry and form firm solutions. So in 2006, uh, we formed that company, and which is was basically a consulting business. Okay. Uh, for breweries, wineries, distilleries, anybody that makes alcohol. And uh, so when we kind of, we dove into that business just feet first and just, you know, see, you know, take this job. And, you know, I mean, we we left our careers with, and I remember I came home that day and Melissa was like, "Uh, what? Uh, You did what? And I was like, hey, baby, we're going to do this. And she just said, she's like, I got you back. Let's, let's, let's do it. That's awesome. And, and we never looked back, you know, yeah. after that. And so we uh, were highly successful um, when we started that because we brought something very unique to young, you know, science guys, really enthralled in Kentucky whiskey. And we were yeah. trying to take this to industrial alcohol in the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. So the fuel alcohol boom uh, was where we got our start. And so uh, it worked. Uh, we were applying just new technologies, a lot of other cool stuff, 
in a very stagnant, you know, old industry. And uh, so we quickly, you know, we're making a name for ourselves, uh, fixing problems, optimizing. And usually Pat would be at one end of the plant, <clears throat> I would be at the other, and we would always kind of meet in the middle, and right. we always fixed our customers' problems. And so that grew into product, you know, development, research, um, and development opportunities. And so that company continued to grow. Well, as, you know, research and development got a little deeper because we deal in or deal in yeast strains, enzymes, yeah. you know, all of the adjuncts it takes to make alcohol. Yeah. So we're sitting on tons of yeast and, and all the different things and customers are sending us, you know, mash to analyze and do different things. We're teasing all the yeast out of those. So, you sure. know, we've got the world's largest repository of yeast here in Danville. But when we're doing that, you know, they're sending us cook mash and, and finish mash for analysis. And I'm looking at it going, hey, we got yeast. They just sent us some cooked mash from, you know, so-and-so uh, legacy brand. <laughs> I'm going to do something with that. So we're off in the corner, you know, fermenting now, just seeing, you right. know, what we can do in the lab with their stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, and as always, we're improving it. We're giving ideas. And so, again, you know, that's building the business. Well, all the while we're doing this, you know, I bought a little – five-gallon uh, research and development steel. And we had it custom-made for us. And really, it was just yeah. to kind of, you know, finish doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of training. We've trained a lot of people in the industry. Mm -hmm. And so this was just our way to kind of, you know, complete that. And so um, we really were, you know, liking what we were doing. And what was funny about that is uh, sometimes you could come into our, our old firm solutions building and you would just hear a dum, 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 you know, thumping going down the hall. And you would smell like biscuits all throughout the whole, uh, the whole building. And so naturally, everyone knew what was up. Sure. Uh, we had a uh, kind of a little storage closet in the back. And I had this old steel pasted up with rye dough and bread. And I'd go to the store and just wrap biscuits around it. And, uh, and we'd sit back there and distill, you know, off those fermented matches, batches. And we're testing different yeast, and, and we started really honing in on what mash bills we liked, what mash bills we didn't like. Sure. And, and we started getting serious at that point of saying, you know what? Um, we looked back at, at about 2011, 2012, and said, hey, we've, we've got a budget. Uh, we've got, we can start a distillery, and we've got all the tools. Uh, and, and a lot of experience to do it because we'd been in and out of, you know, by that point, over a thousand breweries, wineries, distilleries all around the world. Yep. And so we had seen the best things to do and the wrong things to do. Right. right. And more often the wrong uh, because that, that's what our business was, right? They don't. They, well, I never got a call from Greg Davis going, "Hey, uh, we're tapping this barrel. Can you get over here and get your glass?" No, uh, it was more off of like, ah, you know, there's you know something going on. So we that's that's how we amassed such an, uh, a remarkable um, you know collective understanding of the process because we were always called to the problem. And being scientific, we, we figured it out. That's what we do, you know, as, as scientists. And uh, so that's really kind of how it got started. And the next phase for us was, um, you know, buying the first steel from Vendome, shoving it into the right. warehouse of our other business, <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of getting our feet. And then very quickly, 
uh, we realized that, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it. And so we jumped in, you know, cashing our paychecks from that business, basically, and, sure. and took this on 100%. What, it's so interesting to hear from the science side of it, too, because there's kind of this almost ethereal, like, uh, uh, like head in the clouds thought about bourbon being made to taste, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of more of an artsy, crafty kind of, of way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. But how did the science background get you to that point where you were like, we know exactly what to do step by step? Well, I think that it's, it's really you just answered it yourself. It's, it's the science in how do you do something, sure. right? So it's no different than writing a manual. Yeah. You know, if I were to uh, use science to write that manual, we just wrote the playbook. Sure. And so when we're looking to create a flavor profile, when we're looking to create like the whiskeys that we created, we, we had a, a taste profile in mind. Sure. We, we had uh, the right mix of grains that we knew that we wanted to use. And some of that was, uh, again, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's a lot of experience in this industry. Um, and like, for example, my, my grandmother, who retired from the industry for 50-something years, uh, at Stitzer Weller. So when you look oh, wow. back at old Fitzgerald and Stitzer Weller, that's what my family grew up in. And so when you look at those old whiskeys, um, they're old-time mash bills. They're high, small grains. Mm -hmm. That's where the flavor comes from, right? Not, not a lot of corn. We ain't, we're not talking about corn whiskey here. I mean, we're talking about a mixture of the right grains to create a flavor profile. And so we lean on, uh, you know, a lot of that experience of what we see to what we liked, but we knew how to put that together in terms of, you know, it, it, hopefully, well, let's put it, we, we rolled the dice when we put it in the barrel <laughs> and we hoped that it would come out to where it did. And, and it did. It, it just exceeded our expectations. It really did. That, that becomes the leaving everything up to chance. That's the, you know, science cannot. That's right. There's only, there's only so much. <laughs> it can't I mean, save us at this that's point. That's right. There's only so much we know, even as old as this industry is. Mm -hmm. uh, even digging back all the way to Scotch, right? Go, let's go to Scotland and Ireland. It's even as old as that is. There are still things we're learning every day. There's still so many things we don't even understand. I mean, there, there are just more, even more volatile you know, compounds in a whiskey that can't even be detected yet. We don't even sure. have the technology, right? Yeah. So right. how can we even say that we even know, you know, several years ago until some, like an, an LCMS came out, you know, we thought we'd solved the world. And now we're looking <laughs> at things at parts per billion, right? Yeah. So now we're looking at just total different levels of things. So it's so complex that uh, to me, it's like playing the guitar. You can never master it, so it's going to keep you sucked in, you know, just trying to play and, and trying to get better, trying to learn more, and the result of that is hopefully a damn good whiskey, you know, coming out the back end. Well, I mean, being both a guitar player and a, a bourbon drinker, I, I totally understand that, yeah. so. <laughs> not the drummer, not the drummer. <laughs> Ah, they're just banging on pots and pans over there in the corner. Bad drummers. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I'm looking over at Haley, her dad's a drummer. I know. Mom. With one exception, uh, Haley's dad. Dads, am I right? Dads. <laughs> can't, li can't live without them. Maybe it's just drummers in hard rock and roll. There's, I mean, they're usually dropping yeah. drumsticks you know, halfway through the set. So. There's a specific breed of yeah. rock and roll drummers, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. 
They hit the snare too hard. It just flies <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Chasing butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you. I thought that was the bass player. Hey, dude, we're on this song. Where are you at? Yeah, you're supposed to be keeping the beat. <laughs> so in terms of uh, kind of your day-to-day function within the distillery, how much of your time is spent uh, distilling your own product and how much time is spent working uh, on a contract basis uh, and distilling for other people? Well, um, we're currently doing about, I would say a little over 30, maybe 35% contract production. Okay. And um, so that kind of trinkles its way throughout the year. Um, we try to kind of bulk it together so that, you know, the most of the year we're just kind of doing our own thing. Um, but it kind of trickles out throughout the year, maybe heavy, uh, beginning of the year, middle of the year. And then from there on, um, you know, it's pretty much always our stuff. So uh, that would be the mix of our capacity. Um, in, in terms of our, what are we focusing on? You know, it's, it's so much different today than back when we were thump, 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 you know, down, <laughs> yeah, down the hallway, you know, like we were, we were saying before, it was like, man, it was just so much fun. I'm going to come in. I'm going to get the butter tasting biscuits today. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was because you can eat them right off the steel. And then now, you know, it's, it's a full blown beast. It's an octopus of a business. Right. And, yeah. you know, we're on 163 acres here, you know, up the hill is our fifth warehouse, you know, right. Uh, and so, you know, end of this year, we'll have over 65,000 barrels in storage here. And you were it, not far off. I it's, wasn't. It's getting, it's getting, yeah, it's, it's just, it's taking a life of its own. So for me, uh, I am having to rely uh, more and more and more, obviously, on my, my team that we have. Uh, but Mike uh, Heist in, in distilling, yep. and, you know, he's our, our lead plant manager. And, you know, they've got it. I mean, we've been doing it for seven, you know, years now. And uh, so I really am relying on them. And it's, you know, the front of the business is pulling me more in that direction. Uh, but I am a hands-on individual. I look over at Haley. I've got a bag of tools in my pocket. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just today while I was late here, you know, we, we just expanded our bottling line. So, oh, you know, wow. I was turning some screws and showing people the, the screens and because uh, yeah. I've got to know how it works first. Sure. And uh, so I'm, you know, very involved. But... But my role is definitely changing, you know, as the as the company gets older. How does this um, this contract side of it too? How has that kind of influenced the way that you play around with your own product? You know, is it has that allowed you some some creativity? Absolutely, too? oh, definitely, because yeah. we don't want to make anyone else's whiskey like ours. Sure. So yeah, yeah, if not, that would be kind of a you know. It, boring topic right. think, you know uh you know because it'd just be one thing right and and so and purposely you know we when we do make something for someone else you know we we want them to have their own flavor profile and 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 we are genuinely uh, wholeheartedly interested in them being successful uh, i am a firm believer of you know how successful our industry is yeah. is how successful we are yeah and sure. so you know the more people who are very interested and, and capable of this you know we support them and so um it's you know i think it kind of comes down kind of comes down to that yeah I, I i have to ask you too i've already asked haley about this but the six-year weeded bourbon's coming out this year yes first off i'm really excited for it I can't wait, especially since I, I think... Um, it's already on a map somewhere. Is that what you said? I said uh, it, it's on the 
the release calendar uh, on, on, on Breaking <laughs> Bourbon. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, it's it's. I mean, we don't have to talk about when it's going to be released or <laughs> yeah. anything because words already out. We've already yeah. kind of discussed <laughs> yeah. that a little yeah. bit, but um, that is so cool to see uh, things change for you all. But at the same time, kind of reiterating what I had said earlier, um, from day one we were kind of like, "This is really, really good." At four years old, I wonder what it's going to be like even older mm. but at the same time why change change it if it's working <laughs> out for you man you th- this is a this is an ongoing debate it, uh, is. it, it really it is, is. Um, i told him like yes but no <laughs> it's, 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 yeah it's it's uh, i'll be honest it's something we struggle with um and and mainly because now we're outside of our scientific realm mm-hmm. all right we, we we can't put a hypothesis together on this and figure i mean now we're in the quantum physics or something i mean <laughs> right? so what we're you know we're we're now into really the guessing game right yeah and so it's like and i say guessing game we know what the whiskeys taste like at four and a half five years old now sure. six and we we also have some almost seven year old yeah, that was our first barrels that we're never releasing but uh, but it's amazing the change in the age and the, and the quality of the whiskey. It definitely gets better in time. There's no doubt about it, mm-hmm. especially for weeded bourbons. Yeah. Uh, it's very unique for our weeded bourbon to be um, really as good as it is at four, four and a half years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it is entering its wheelhouse at six to eight years. That's I mean, that's where we've always had a goal of getting it there. Um, and, and that's still our goal. So we're still coming into that. And, but the debate is like, you know, when we hit the six, we would start pulling back on our younger stock to get obviously, you know, everything older. And, um, man, I mean, it's, it's one by one of feedback we get of like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, uh, this is, this is great. You know? And so we're just like, you know, we're, yeah, we're we're having to rethink again, what we already thought we knew, which was nothing about this side of the market. And, uh, so it's really a challenge. I mean, we're really, we're listening to the market. That's what we, we only know how to do. And, and so right now we're keeping a balance, but now really our, original four and a half is really now like closer to five. Sure. So all of the whiskeys really hitting the market now are five years old to coming into that six. Yeah. And, uh, and there may be an occasional four and a half that'll slip out of here. Uh, but it's just, you know, that's where we've tried to push the inventory. And now just we're like snuck away. Yeah. 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 So now we're, you know, we're really challenging ourselves with that. Um, but, but I, but I can say, you know, and we've been into those barrels, we, we've got some six and months and, or six years and two or three months. Yeah. And, um, and man, they, they are, I mean, they're coming in there. Awesome. And, and but uniquely it, a little different than, sure, you know, course. the four and a half to five year olds. So, yeah. you know, you're starting to pick up a lot of that deeper wood and, and the caramels are really stretching out. Yeah. I mean, there's just. The mouth feels changing. Yeah. So it's 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 amazing to see where it's going. I can't wait till we get to our eight to ten, because uh, you know we're holding holding some for that. Yeah. But um, but right now, what what looks to be that the the market's telling us is we're going to be keeping our bottling bonds in that four to five and a half range, mm-hmm. and then our six to eights are going to probably be just either a different color label or, you know, it's just going to be something different. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and if you're a fan of these super sweets, 
um, then we're going to try to have those available too. So yeah. is this going to be something too that uh, we're going to see trend-wise with the other products, the rye whiskey, the rye mash bourbon too? Absolutely. Yeah, actually cool. even on the rye, uh, uniquely uh, we, we're, again, listening to the market, listening to our ambassador champions out there, the mixologists, <laughs> uh, you know, the people really driving the scene, you know, yeah. at, at the grassroots level. And um, our, our rye is a single barrel cast strength, yep. right? So it's, it's sitting up top and, and people, you know, are grabbing it. But for, you know, a, a bartender to put that in a cocktail, you know, they're like, Arr! you know, I mean, they're yeah. like, you know, challenging themselves. Yeah. And so what they've asked for is um, a, a lower proof yeah. um, rye whiskey that they can, you know, just put on, on behind the bar. And so we've looked at that going like, okay, hey, you know, our rise are, you know, are the high proof. And so keeping along our Settler Select line, which we created that really line extension for our rye whiskeys, um, we are thinking pretty hard that maybe midsummer we'll come out with a below 100 proof, mm -hmm. uh, but above 94 proof, because uh, we are not low proof people. Uh, but, but offering that like down to where we've got a little bit more, I think, reachable, um, yeah. you know, for that, that price point as well as it for being something that you don't feel bad pouring into, you know, a cocktail type right. of thing. It be, being a single barrel cast strength, you know, almost like a barrel pick, yeah, uh, which it, is what those really are. Has, has that been revealed to anybody else? That the, whoops, gonna... did I just, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Shane, your mic's on. It's on. Well, sorry about that. Well, I guess yeah, that's it's, the first public announcement. Yeah. That is really cool yeah. to yeah. hear that. Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, I was just kind of under the assumption, naturally, because everything's been 100 plus so far, that we wouldn't see anything coming out lower than 100 that's, proof. That's kind of been our position until, again, uh, so many what we call experts are like, hey, you know, this is this is really for the rye whiskey category. Mm -hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't think you'll see that out of us for a bourbon. No. I mean, we are pretty ironclad on where we're at with that. We're we're again, we just like high proof uh, whiskeys, but rye whiskey is a different animal, um, and Absolutely there's there's a yeah. different there's a whole cocktail revolution going on right now right. with that, and and really it's it's about the price point, um, uh, probably more than anything. Um, and, and, and again, being more of a reachable because it's, it's our highest price whiskey we've got. Cause sometimes we only get 160, 150, you know, bottles out of a barrel. Yeah. Right. And so if we're proofing well, that down true. to, you know, 80 proof, you know, like some, I could get, you know, a lot more. So it's all about, you know, we got to stay in business. No, 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 we, we are please, dead please against that. that shame. <laughs> but, uh, but in order to kind of flip that product the other way and get it down closer to where we've got our bourbon set, uh, we've got room to do that, and uh, and again, that's what we're kind of being asked. So we're we're learning there and listening a lot. Yes. So is a lot of that getting filtered through you, Haley? Yes, a lot of it. <laughs> well, just just uh, to Shane's note about you know, especially a lot of big bourbon people, um, especially bartenders, it is almost it's it goes against their guttural urges to mix something like yeah. a high proof 
cat, you know, a cast strength rye whiskey. That's that, you know, it goes against their moral codes, you know? And so I mean, I'm a big fan of Turkey 101 in a, in a cocktail. So so, that's a high proof whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I think there is a lot of people who, who combat that in a lot of ways, but having something that's a little bit more approachable and, and, and yeah, honestly, I think it's more about the reachability of the product and, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a consumer, and, and again, yeah, it's course. like you know, uh, it's it's is it something that you know you want to enjoy every night, but it's something you know, yeah, okay, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm switch over. <laughs> and again, you know, we we've we thought about that, and we we've always wanted to be you know a family brand, right, mm-hmm. a, a value brand that that you didn't mind uh, drinking and sharing, and and not when you pulled out when the special people came over. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's we really want to be just a, you know an everyday family brand and. And and hopefully we're we're getting close to that. Yep. Even internally, it sounds like the family side of it is really important. And it, like I think that you even kind of touched on that, uh, Haley, earlier when we were talking about the the F cancer bottles mm-hmm. that were released, and you know how that was kind of semi in reaction to you know the Wilderness Trail family member. Absolutely. Um, Getting hit with that. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are. We're very much a family. Um, we, yeah, you know, our, our um, newsletters, the family tree program, mm-hmm. but everything we do is, is very family oriented. You know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of young ones that go play together and, uh, yeah. you know, we try to get together for our company picnics and everything we do is very yeah. I don't know. Yeah, as you know, the old cliches are, you know, we, we spend more time at work than, than often with our families um, in terms of the hours, unless you count sleeping. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, in yeah. terms of just, you know, those get those 2,000 words in, you know, today. Sure. And so, you know, it's so it is. It's really important to us not only to, to really have, uh, um, you know, a team that is family that, that wants to be here, that wants to be a part of this. I mean, that's that that's that that's how I think you get the most out of people is because they're a part of it yeah. and, and they want, you know, to grow with things. And, and then throughout that process, you know, everybody's lives just become very entangled yeah. and, and of we course, start yeah. relying on each other, you know, outside of work. And, and next thing you know, you, you know, things just, you know, again, it just becomes a deeper, you know, a deeper family. And, and that's very, very important to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with that in mind, and the fact that, uh, you know, the, the family is making big moves, like jumping up to the bourbon trail and seeing your distribution double and triple and, you know, eventually quadruple nationwide, international and everything. What's next for the brand? Is it new products? Is it um, continuing this, uh, this expansion? And by new products, not necessarily uh, taking what you already have and reconfiguring it, but, you know, is there a an American whiskey on the horizon, a single malt, uh, something like that, or are you sticking pretty close to the the rye and the the bourbon? Very good question. Uh, again, one very we debate all the time <laughs> internal because we we don't want to become like the S curve, right? We don't want to just Absolutely, you know, right? yeah. hey, what what are these these guys haven't done nothing? Uh, and then we look over at my favorite distillery, Maker's Mark, and they've had one product for you know That's their true. entire. Pro- so no I've never fell out of love. With, yeah, I've never <laughs> fell out of love with those guys, and um, I, I guess the first part of that answer is we are so busy right now yeah. doing what we're doing our focus is getting better at doing what we're doing <laughs> i mean it's just you know you know making uh, better of the whiskeys that we're making now 
um, you know, improving our times and just everything we're doing, you know, in, in the market. Uh, we're just trying to, um, you know, do the wean walking. I mean, we're we're moving fast now, and we're trying to get our footing, and we want to have really solid footing before we really, you know, try to take on more. And and when I say that, you know, we're we're building two rick houses a year. Uh, I mean, we're constantly turning dirt over here. Right. So we we it's not like we're like ah, we're not going to do anything, you know, this year. I mean, we are in constant expansion. Yeah. And that and growing in the states and and we so we are probably as busy as we've ever been uh, ever in in our business today. And so, but you you know, we we do step right. back from that and try to smell the roses a little bit sure. and see like what is next and. You know, we are purist at heart, uh, and Pat would be saying the same thing here. So <laughs> we've never really been, you know, excited about anything outside of just really good, solid Kentucky bourbon and Kentucky rye whiskeys. And so, but we work with so many people, right? And 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 we're doing some uh, American malt for for some other people. We're doing some four grain whiskeys for some other people. And again, through that process, we're like, hmm, you know, hey, you know, these, uh, let's, let's make a couple more of these and set aside and, and, you know, to play around with, but it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's in our peripheral. I mean, we're thinking about it, but we're really focused on what we're doing today. And, and even down to somebody was asking about finishing a whiskey and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just. You know why finish a good whiskey? That's always been my my That's question. A whole other you know there there's a yeah. there's a statement there. Why finish a good whiskey? Yeah. And um, but again, I'm intrigued. I, I, I like what Nelson Greenbrier and those guys are doing. Charlie and those guys. Absolutely. I I, I, I absolutely love their whiskey. So it's like, whew, well, you know, I wouldn't mind making you know a little bit of that. You know, occasionally. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty good stuff. And and so it, it just kind of comes back to priorities. And we're again back to that scientific realm we're very regimen uh you know we're always focusing things in threes so you know we're, we're going to master those before we kind of move move on that's awesome shane thank you so much for sitting down with me for a little thank bit. you for taking the time to listen to me ramble on i think yeah, yeah. that's what it's all about man yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you very much appreciate you haley thank you as always for sitting down with me yeah, as well. thank you haley this was great yeah cheers guys cheers cheers <laughs> Once again, my thanks to everybody at Wilderness Trail. Of course, specifically Haley uh, and Shane. It is always great to sit down with Haley. She is so much fun to chat with. Uh, Shane, it was great to meet you. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time with me and and getting to talk about your passion. Of course, I always love hearing about the industry from the inside, especially those who are the crafters and the, uh, the masterminds behind the products that wind up on the shelves. So again, thank you all so much. Cheers to you guys. Here's to the future. How about that little scoop about that ride though? How about that? That was pretty cool. So uh, you have that to look forward to uh, in, as Shane put it, midsummer. So yeah, more on, more on that as we approach that. So tips and bits real quick uh, before I wrap it up with some plugs. So I have been listening to a podcast uh, recently called the Little Dum Dum Club, and it's basically a, a couple of comedians who just sit down with other comedians as well 
uh, and they just kind of shoot the breeze for for about an hour, and then uh, the hosts, Tommy and Carl, uh, have just kind of a conversation about what they got to record uh, with their friends. Um, so it's very funny. There are hilarious stories. If you know me, you know that I love Australian podcasts for whatever reason, and Australian comedy uh, in particular. Uh, so you kind of start to see all of the things kind of tie into each other, like don't you know who I am and do go on and uh, all these all these really really fun uh, and exciting podcasts uh, that I have enjoyed so much over the past few years. That does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, I cannot wait for you guys to hear next week's episode as well. It is really special. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Curtis and Swan are co- uh, of course coming back. Um, so definitely stick around for that. Uh, if you want to follow up with me on social media, I am at Purator1492 on all platforms. If you want to follow the show, it is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That is such a great way for people to find out about the show. Uh, it really plugs into that algorithm, pushes it up in the charts, gets people just seeing if you know if they're just searching for for bourbon podcast. Uh, it, it puts us a, a little bit higher in that in that ranking. Uh, so if you could do that, if you're able to do that, or if your your podcast provider actually does allow that or provide that opportunity, uh, please do that. And if you cannot do that, tell your friends about the show. Uh, I was recently shown a statistic. Uh, uh, that said that it was like 65% of everybody who listens to podcasts listen to them because they were recommended by somebody else. So if you love this show and you want other people to listen to it, please let your friends know. It'd be a great way for them to to plug into us and to, to find out more about it. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can send questions or comments to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail for barrel rings at 859-428-8253. And for next week's barrel rings, I want to ask you guys, uh, what is your most anticipated release of 2020? What are you most looking forward to seeing coming out uh, this year? So again, that's 859 428 8253. That's where you can call in uh, to Barrel Rings. And then last but not least, you can become a supporter of the show at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, that is such a great way for you to support the show. Um, it keeps the lights on. It keeps us uh, being able to <laughs> hold up the, uh, the 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 hosting costs and, and really just kind of on a day-to-day basis. Um, it means a lot to those of you who, who already are donating. And if you're considering doing that and you are able to do that, please, we really do appreciate it. Uh, you get really uh, uh, awesome rewards like bonus episodes. You get the pregame chats that come out the day before episodes drop. Uh, the bonus episodes come out once a month. Uh, so February's actually just came out uh, as of me doing some of this editing and, uh, and recording as well. Uh, you get some live streams, you get some hangouts, you get some free t-shirts, you get just a, a, a myriad of different things. Uh, so again, you can find all that at patreon.com slash Podcast. That does it for me this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I am so, so happy that I got to spend this time with you. Uh, I will see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. Cheers, guys. <laughs>